God is good. God is great. God is awesome. All of the time. All of the time. All of the time. Oh, he's so good, isn't he? You know? I'm listening to those testimonies. I'm just laughing at the back, thinking, this is just ridiculous how good God is. You know? He is so, so good. Um, uh, uh, I bring greetings from the church in London. I was with them last night. He, we, we are still seeing people saved, we've seen people delivered, we've seen people healed all of the time. The church is growing, but they love, love, love Cardiff. They love, love, love you guys, and so they send their love over, uh, over to you. And I also met another friend of mine from the church in Ilford that I've been working with, and uh, she, was, she was telling me that they have uh, just broke out in the Holy Spirit. That's her, her vocabulary that she was using. She said there had been a young lady in the church who for many, many years had been suffering from arthritis and had a terrible uh, psoriasis of the skin. And during the meeting one Sunday, she just got up and started walking around totally free from arthritis, and her skin was as soft as those of a child. This is God. And all of her family since then have been coming along to the meeting, and they've been getting saved, they've been getting baptized, they've been added into the church. God is so good. In Matthew chapter 18, verse 19 and 20, it says this. Truly, I tell you that if two of you on earth agree about anything they ask for, it will be done for them by my Father in heaven. For where two or three gather in my name, there am I in the midst and with them. I read that and I believe him. Now, that might make me look stupid or foolish, but I know the King of Glory. You know, I don't mind looking silly or foolish or sounding daft. I don't mind my faith being, sound, being received like, oh, it's childlike faith. I believe the word of God. I believe what it says. I believe him and his promises. And I believe that when he gives a promise, he fulfills it. Whenever I look to him, I see that wherever he comes, or whenever, we, whenever I look to him, he brings with him the rule of the kingdom of heaven. That means in every situation, he brings righteousness, he brings peace, and he brings joy. Christ brings with him healing and deliverance, and he gives us salvation and oh, eternal life. I don't mind looking stupid if that's the end, end result. I love the Lord with everything that I've got. So if there are two of us in this room this morning, uh, and, and maybe three... Um, that are here in his name, then I think we're going to be in for a pretty good meeting. In fact, we've already had a pretty awesome meeting, so it can only get better, right? Because God never goes backwards. He always moves forwards. I want to talk to you this morning about the kingdom of heaven, the victory of the kingdom of heaven. But in order for me to do that, I need to explain to you that there are two kingdoms at work in this world. You can get ready with your boos and your cheers in a moment, okay? On one side, we have the kingdom of darkness. <laughs> Panto time. But this kingdom is ruled by Satan, okay? And he has a vast army of demons and humans at his disposal. In fact, because of sin, every human that has ever been born, has been born into that kingdom. Some of the hallmarks of that kingdom 
our sickness and disease, demonic control and affliction, fear and hatred, immorality, injustice, greed, selfishness and death. You don't need to look very far to see that kingdom in operation. You can switch on your TV at any time. You can open up a newspaper at any moment. You can go down to the local movie house and watch a film. You can chat with your neighbor. You can even just look in the mirror and you can see that that kingdom is present. But the kingdom of darkness is destined for complete and utter destruction. Yeah? Complete and utter destruction. And as its complete destruction draws closer to its time, as it comes closer to its end point, this enemy is furiously roaring in the earth, trying to stir up as much destruction as he possibly can because he knows that he is beat. Oh, yes, he is. Oh, yes, he is. There's a book, a Chinese book called The Art of War. And it says that when you get an enemy backed into a corner and it is defeated, it will throw everything that it has at you because it's got nothing left to lose. In John 10.10, it says that the enemy has come to steal, kill, and destroy. He's got nothing left to lose. He is backed into a corner and his time is up. Because there is another kingdom... This is called the kingdom of heaven. The kingdom of God. Also known as the kingdom of light. Some of the hallmarks of this kingdom are righteousness, our peace, our joy, our deliverance, our forgiveness, our health and healing, and even eternal life. That sounds good, doesn't it? The kingdom of God is in this place. You have heard today the hallmarks of that kingdom being proclaimed. This is a place where there can be no darkness because God is in the house and he rules sovereignly. Jesus is the king of this kingdom. You'll find when you read the Bible that he pretty much preached only one sermon. He said things like this. The kingdom of heaven has come. The kingdom of heaven is near. The kingdom of heaven is at hand. He talked in stories that described the kingdom of God. And with each one of those stories, with each one of those statements, he was making a violent declaration to the kingdom of darkness that its time was at its end. When Jesus arrived on the scene... He brought the kingdom of God with him. He arrived in a world that was completely controlled by darkness. And he said, my kingdom is here and I declare war on you. I love Jesus. I love that he didn't just shake his fists and use words from a distance. But he got down and dirty and took the fight to Satan. Every word that he spoke was backed up with action. Where there was sickness, he advanced the kingdom of heaven and brought healing. Where there was demonic control, he cast them out to advance his kingdom. 
Even when there was a counterattack in the wind and the waves, he stood and rebuked with the words of peace. Be calm, be still, and advanced his kingdom forward. And even when there was death, he refused to let that defeat him. He stood at the tomb of his friend and called, Lazarus, come out, and advanced his kingdom into that death zone and raised his friend from the death. Dead. The Bible is full of great stuff. All right? If you're willing to read it. Jesus came and he declared that the kingdom of heaven had come. And he set about calling everybody out of that kingdom of darkness and to join him in the kingdom of light. And he is still doing that today, folks. He is still doing that today. Darkness is being destroyed everywhere that we go, everywhere that we preach. It is going to be completely wiped out. Jesus has commanded us, you and me, to go into all the world, to make disciples of all the nations, to call people out of the kingdom of darkness and into the kingdom of God. Jesus commanded us to use the weapons of his kingdom to heal the sick, to destroy the works of the enemies and set the captives free. And you know something? The great news is this. The kingdom of God always wins. Always wins. (laughs) That's why if you're in the kingdom of darkness today, you need to come out. You need to leave behind those old behaviors. You need to leave behind those old habits those lusts, those thoughts, those words and actions, and you need to join the kingdom of light because darkness is destined to be defeated. When a light bulb is connected to the power source, the light that shines from it invades completely and uh, totally abolishes the darkness that's in the room, and so it is with the kingdom of heaven. I said earlier that every one of us was born into the kingdom of darkness. None of us could have got out by ourselves. Sin and darkness utterly held us. You know, excuse me. Being a good person doesn't set you free. Just going to church will not set you free. Giving to charity and being a a good, nice, upstanding member of society will not set you free. Going on a jihad will not get you any closer to God because Jesus said, I am the way. I am the truth, I am the life, and no one can come to God except through me. Jesus came and stood and still stands at the doorway to eternal life, and he calls all of us to come out of darkness and into his kingdom. If you accept him, it doesn't matter who you are, it doesn't matter what your life has been like, he will accept you, and he will change you. He wants to give you eternal life this morning the kingdom of heaven is near to you and I am calling you out of darkness into that kingdom I'm telling you the truth because the signs of those king of that kingdom will follow them which believe some people think that the signs and wonders are things to be cherished and chased after people think of them as things to be polished and loved like trophies or badges. I've even heard them recently being referred to as bracelets. 
but the signs and wonders of the kingdom of God are weapons in the hands of the believer. Healing is the weapon against sickness. The word of faith is the weapon against deliverance. Love conquers death. Grace destroys hate. You use unconventional weapons in an unconventional war and we are in the midst of a final battle. I'm waking you up to this this morning. The war against the kingdom of darkness has been won, but the battle and the victories are ours to complete. I read that during World War II, the Allied forces declared that the war had been won on D-Day, but the battles continued for another 11 or so months as they finished off the enemy. Jesus has won the war, folks. He came and declared his kingdom come through the cross of Calvary planted the victory flag and through the resurrection he now commands us, the church, to do and finish the job that he started. We are to forcefully advance his kingdom and take out the enemy in every area that we find him. Ah, Praise the Lord. (laughs) Oh, you are defeated. All nations church, hear the word of the Lord. There will be more signs and wonders to come. More miracles and healing for you to see. More testimony of deliverance and restoration. They will all flood into this place when you use what you've been given to forcefully advance the kingdom of God. The news of salvations, the healings, these testimonies that you've all heard are the victories of the kingdom of heaven. But when you hear the testimonies, you cannot stay where you are. You must advance. You must press on. You must push forward. Because if you stay still, the enemy will take a hold on you. There was a time in Israel's journey. They'd come out of, the, out of Egypt. They'd crossed through the, the, the wilderness. They'd come to the edge of the promised land. And God gave them a clear instruction that they were to go into the promised land. That they were to defeat all the enemies, and he would go with them day after day as they went. When they went in, they did have all the victories that they needed. God was with them, and they weren't conventional victories. They didn't go with charging in with their Uzis and rocket launchers. No, God chose to use an unconventional way in which to bring down his enemies, to show that it was God who was doing the work. One of the stories was that they walked around Jericho And then let out a cry of victory, a cry of worship, and those walls came tumbling down. As they kept advancing, God kept on giving them the victory. But Israel became complacent. They became distracted by the culture of their time. They became distracted by the societies that they encountered. They lost their eyes, fixed their eye, fixing their eyes on the kingdom advancement and began to settle in this promised land of theirs. The victories God gave them just became stories of history rather than a present advancing reality. God hadn't changed in his mission. His goal was still to take the land. His goal was still to advance the people. But the people had changed. They had become complacent. And you know what happened? The enemy took advantage. First, they fought Israel and they won. Then, Israel became so tired and afraid of fighting that they built caves in mountainside 
They would go about their life planting their, planting their, their harvest, looking after what little that they had. But when they saw the enemy coming towards them, they would run and they would hide in the mountains. And the enemy didn't even need to use vicious tactics any longer. They just moved onto the land with their family and all their children and all of their animals. And they sat on Israel's promised land, devouring everything that was left. And then just moved off when they had emptied the area of resource. The thief came to steal, kill and destroy. Christians, you and I have been called out of the kingdom of darkness into light. We have entered into our promised land and we've been told to advance the kingdom until every enemy is beneath the feet of Jesus. And yet in some areas the church has conformed to the ways of the world. It has submitted to the cultures of the day and the enemy is having a field day on everything that the church has worked so hard for. Christians have begun to lose their identity. They've lost their purpose. They ask questions like, why are we here? Where are we going? What should we do? They look at the stories of what God has done in the past and they sit in their caves hoping that the enemy doesn't see them. (gasps) That's not what the sons of God do. That's not what we have been called to be. There was a young man in Israel. His name was Gideon. He was the youngest man in the weakest clan. At least that's how he saw himself. And that's how Israel saw themselves. He was hiding from the enemy, trying to make some flour. And the angel of the Lord came to him. Judges, chapter 6, verse 12. We better use the Bible. (laughs) I have been using the Bible all the way through, just so you know. But we'll do a chapter and verse. Judges 6, chapter uh, Judges 6:12. When the angel of the Lord appeared to Gideon, he said, "The Lord is with you, mighty warrior." Yes. Pardon me, my lord, Gideon replied. But if the Lord is with us, why has all of this happened to us? Where are all the wonders that our ancestors told us about when they said, "Did not the Lord bring us out of Egypt?" Yes. But now the Lord has abandoned us and given us to the hands of Midian. The Lord turned to him and said. Go in the strength you have and save Israel out of the hands of your enemies. Am I not sending you? Pardon me, my Lord, Gideon replied. But how can I save Israel? My clan is the weakest in Manasseh, and I am the least in my family. The Lord answered, I will be with you, and you will strike down all the Midianites, leaving none alive. Gideon was like a hiding Christian. He believed that he was powerless against an enemy. He thought that the Lord had abandoned them and abandoned him. But that was not the truth. The Lord was always with them when they were on the advance. The Lord was always with them when they were taking ground. The Lord was always with them when they moved with the Lord. You step out of moving with the Lord, then the Lord is not going to be with you. Simple. When the Lord greeted him and said, the Lord is with you, mighty warrior. He wasn't doing some mystical, mystery, mysterious miracle on a weakling and turning him into a mighty warrior. He wasn't make, taking the weakest and turning him into the strongest. The Lord called him what he was. 
and Gideon had to wake up to the reality. The whole of Israel had to wake up to the reality of who they did. And you can read about the exploits of Gideon, the victories they had with God. But it started with him waking up to the mission that God had first set and waking up to the reality of who he is. Wake up! The mission hasn't changed, church. The kingdom of God that Jesus came to establish and forcefully advance is still the mission of the church today. We're still to go into the land, to go into the world, to make disciples of all of the nations. We're to teach people all that God has commanded. And Christ, the king of the kingdom, will go with us day after day after day. And these signs will follow them that believe. They will cast out demons in the name of Jesus. They will speak in new languages. They will be able to handle, handle the things that will kill them safely. And if they drink anything poisonous, it won't ha- hurt them. And they will be able to place their hands on the sick. And they will be healed. God says to you this morning, the Lord is with you, mighty warrior. And he will be with you day after day, victory after victory as you go about striking down the enemy and advancing the kingdom of God. History tells us that God always wins. Jesus showed us how to win. And now we have to go out there and win. This morning I'm calling you out of darkness. I'm calling you out because it is going to be destroyed. I don't want you to be in there when it is destroyed because you will go with it. Darkness is going to be destroyed. I'm calling you out. You have a chance. You have an opportunity. There can be no darkness in you at all. The seats in this room have been turned to face the front to give you an opportunity to come out rather than in. Your habits, your attitudes, your lusts, your apathy are all areas where the enemy is taking ground. You are to leave that today. You are to cut that out of your life and live in freedom in the kingdom of light. If you have not accepted Jesus as the Lord of your life, then you are in darkness and darkness will be destroyed. I'm calling you out this morning. God loves you. He loves you so much. Your life is of eternal value. So much so that the eternal God had to come and give his life for you. And he did that. And he rose again, having conquered death, so that he could make a way for you to come and have his life too. Jesus will accept you just as you are. And he will do the work in you. Will you just bow your heads for a moment? I'm going to ask this. I'm going to ask the Bible students not to bow your heads because this is where you guys do some work. If you need to be set free from a kingdom of darkness today, if you haven't received Jesus as the Lord of your life or you know that there is an area where the enemy has taken ground in your life and you are ready to be set free from that, I'm going to ask you just to raise your hand right now And the students will come and they will pray with you. Thank you, I see your hand. There are others here this morning, if you'll just raise your hand. And accept Jesus, accept the King of glory. Come out of where you are.
I'm not going to embarrass you, but the Lord is on you right now. Students, if you'll be able to pray with that lady at the end, that would be great. Heavenly Father, thank you for the testimony that is in this church. Father, thank you that you are beginning to stir us more for your kingdom advance, that you are opening doors of opportunity for us to proclaim your truth into the lives of those around us. Father, we see that it is warfare. We see that the war will be won, the battles will be won if we will put ourselves on the front line for you. Heavenly Father, I ask that you use us mightily in every day, in every way, in Jesus' mighty name. Father, go with us day after day to heal the sick, to release the captive, to be the answer to this world so that all might come to know you in Jesus' name. Amen. Amen. Amen.